Those with a drive to go have an undeniable calling. They are not content to simply have a transformative idea. They want to create and build. They want to wrestle challenges to the ground and bring solutions to scale. They are makers and doers. They are go-getters. Go-Getters features straight-up conversations with leaders on the forefront of change who are taking action to impact our world, just as Lehigh people have done for more than 150 years. Join us as we explore their challenges, their passions, and what makes them go. Welcome to Go-Getters. I'm here today with Julia Pardee, class of 2021, who comes from Freehold, New Jersey. She's a junior dual major in marketing and business information systems and a minor in real estate studies. Uh, Julia, welcome to Go-Getters. Thank you so much for having me. I wish we could be talking in person, but it's definitely good to still be here. So Julia, when the decision was made to go remote, where were you? It was during spring break. And did students reach out to you as president of the Senate for advice, clarification? I was in London with my family for spring break and our flight home was on the Thursday. So that was like the day before um, the U.S. borders were shut down, even though that wasn't to the U.K. at the time. And that we got the notification that classes were going online. The second that I landed back in New Jersey, I got the email and I was really sad seeing that I wasn't going to be able to spend the rest of the year with my friends and having class in person, obviously, is most, if not all, of campus felt when receiving that. So what was your own personal experience with remote learning this spring? Yeah, it was hard. Most of my classes, except for one, were in real time. And I think it worked best for my French class that had six people in it. So it was pretty much business as usual aside from some technical difficulties, but even then, I think we covered as much material as we would have. I think group projects online were really interesting since the last two, three months of the semester are really focused on that work, especially in some marketing major and BIS. A lot of the work that we do is very group project focused. So navigating time zones obviously was difficult. I was impressed with how and students pivoted with things, especially with extracurriculars as well, and just seeing the way that people adapt. I'm curious if this was to continue going forward, what everything would look like. So, uh, so I'm curious, um, uh, you were uh, president of the Student Senate this year. Um, I don't think uh, too many student Senate presidents are going to get to say they navigated a, a pandemic. So what was it like trying to communicate with the student body and see what's on their mind uh, during the last couple months? I guess one of the few good things about the pandemic is that people were checking their email more, which they had to. So I think it was easier for us to crowdsource information and just be in touch with people since once everyone got the news that the rest of the semester was going to be online and there was so much uncertainty going forward, it was really natural for senators and students on campus in every part of the Lehigh community to have those conversations about what is this going to look like? I'm concerned about this. How are we going to be able to get our grades figured out? How are classes going to work? So I had a lot of insight on different things that were going on, whether that was construction or just general plans for the university. I was able to give a lot of information, especially to seniors about commencement and also just the intentions of the university. And I think 
I've been really lucky to develop a lot of personal relationships with administrators like you and Dr. Hall and Provost and Jennifer Jensen and Pat Johnson and just all these people. So I felt confident that all of you had our best interests at heart, as well as other key players in Lehigh. So it was really great in terms of getting feedback and our senators did a really good job of reaching out to people. And I think that was a really good step for us in that we had to be proactive and whether that be surveys or the um, live stream that we did through Zoom to answer questions, we really just used all communication channels that we had to get out and connect with the students. And I think that put us in a good spot moving forward. And like you said, I hope I'm one of the only few presidents um, that has to deal with a global pandemic during their term. So how do you think it went? Um, do you think students' uh, concerns were heard? And I, I'm sort of curious how we responded as an administration. I've found that communications that I've had with different administrators that I've seen a lot of initiative being taken to hear from the students, which is always really important and something that we like to see. Um, and from senators having relaying concerns to me or to other people and other administrators, I think it went pretty well, definitely seeing in the fall and more of the issues that I heard were more specific about professor interactions and how their certain classes went and whether or not their experience online was satisfactory compared to an on-campus experience, which is obviously very different and disappointing in many ways. Um, but I think it opened a lot of conversations about academic integrity, just communication in general, as well as just technology. So I'm intrigued to see how those things come into play with higher education overall in the fall. I've actually run into you in a variety of leadership roles. So what got you interested in student leadership? Yeah, I've always been a really extroverted person. And so I always find myself, whether I'm just in a group project or um, in an organization, being someone to speak out about things. And that's really a natural part about student government is being willing to talk to administration, students, really anyone about what's going on and then to make change with that. I've really been in student government or at least trying to be since probably eighth grade. I ran in a lot of elections in high school and I lost a lot of them. And I think it was just always something that I wanted to do. And by the time I came to Lehigh, I always knew that I wanted to be really involved in something. And there were so many things that I was interested in. It was definitely a very different approach to student governance at a college level because there's so many people being represented and I think you need that at a college level versus what I did in high school which was just five people event planning and things like that. So I think being a leader is something that really comes naturally to me just because like I said I really like talking to people and problem solving so I think Senate was the perfect way for me to approach that. So I think one of the experiences that probably was unique to your time was serving on the Provost Search Committee. So I'd be curious what you thought of that experience, what you learned from that experience. I think it was really helpful having been to Board of Trustees meetings in the past before being on the Provost Search Committee, even though there was only one member from the board on the actual committee, I was just used to hearing of high level thinking and really the impact that can have since a provost may not be at an institution for that long term, but since they're doing so many things and overseeing so much of the day-to-day -day work of the university, which I don't think I completely understood. And I realized that the provost does a lot more than just a fancy name. And I don't think 
it's in the past has been seen as a very public position, but it was just really interesting to see all the stakeholders in the room. I've never seen alumni as professors, alumni as board, a current student, a graduate student, the president of the faculty senate, just people of all levels of the university who all had the same goal of just wanting the best candidate possible for Lehigh in this role. But there were so many different impressions of that. And I think I really learned a lot about just what the Go campaign means, what the provost actually does, and also just being in a professional setting. And we would interview candidates with, what, 20, 25 people at a table. And that I couldn't imagine being a candidate in that setting. That's really intimidating and difficult, but seeing people rise to the occasion and what they did well and what didn't do well was really interesting. And also just to be in Manhattan with these amazing intellectual people at just a dinner talking about whatever we wanted after all the interviews. I think that was just something super memorable and really unique to my Lehigh experience. So, well, someday you may find yourself at the other end of that table having yeah. old questions. Um, so what what changes um, would you hope, uh, you know, looking forward, that the provost actually brings to the university? I think connection with the students is definitely a big thing. And hearing feedback from this semester especially, I know this is a tough time to come into the role, but I think that students really have specific ideas about how academics in Lehigh can be done, whether it's about a specific, their major or an experience that they've had. And I think there's a lot of room to grow because Lehigh students are really entrepreneurial and interdisciplinary. And I think that's one of the best things that Lehigh does offer in terms of academics. So I think further pursuing that as well as just really talking about students and managing technology and putting the tuition dollars to the best use possible. Well, you know, Nathan, so I would encourage yeah. you to get that message to him, although I'll make sure he listens to this podcast. Uh, so speaking, of, I'm going to go off on the uh, entrepreneurial path. Uh, you participated in Lehigh and Silicon Valley. What drew you to that program and what you took away from that program? Yeah, I've always kind of been interested in entrepreneurship in a very peripheral way. I, it's never been like a real guiding force in my life, even though I'm in the business school. But I kind of think that in an alternate timeline of my Lehigh experience, I would have done more of pitching and working with startups and things like that prior to my junior year. I always liked the idea of winter break programs because I just love being on campus and I love traveling, but I didn't want to take a full semester to go abroad. And even though obviously California is a part of the US, so it isn't going abroad, but it's still experiencing someplace really different. And I was very used to New York business people coming into our classes and talking about what it's like for them. Both of my parents worked on Wall Street, so I was very familiar with what it means to work in New York. And I've worked in a startup in the city. So I was always kind of intrigued by this mystic entity of California and Silicon Valley. And since what people talked about the West Coast and it's laid back and all these crazy big tech companies come out of there. So it was just something I was always interested in. And then I went to an information session. And it was just really down and dirty in the sense and just having the opportunity of 
40 minutes in the room with someone who's founded something completely different from what we may be studying or know absolutely anything about. And we just do rapid fire questions with them. And that's something that I would always like to do. Anytime we have a guest speaker come into Senate or I go to a lecture on campus, the Q&A portion is always my favorite part because it's basically improv, but with really intellectual people. So that part and that they also had these live cases that were kind of like case studies about what a company was actually doing. And from classes I've been in, I've really loved being able to work with a real company or see how something played out in real life. And this was doing that, but in person with the real people. So it just seemed like something that would blow my mind. And it really did. So could you ever see yourself living there? Yeah, I never thought I would. But when I was there, I got to work for um, a company just for three days, a cybersecurity company called VArmor. And everyone was just so welcoming. And I've definitely felt that from like networking events I've done in the city or just people talking to. But I think it was more humanizing in a sense from the companies that we talked to there and being immersed in it. And I really loved being able to work there. And I felt that all of the um, startups that we talked to really valued external opinions. And even though I didn't know very much about cybersecurity working there, I was able to pitch different ideas, some of which they implemented, which was really cool. Let's take a short break. Hi, I'm Garen Linderman, Lehigh class of 2020, and my voice might be familiar. During my four years at Lehigh, I spoke with thousands of alumni as a caller for the Lehigh Fund. Being a Lehigh liner taught me how important the fund is to supporting the Lehigh experience, especially the financial aid that I depended on. Now that I'm on my way to law school, I am more than ever aware of the value of my degree and the impact alumni can have through the Lehigh Fund. Please visit give.lu slash go-getter to make your gift today. Thank you. Now's the time to join Lehigh's Virtual Alumni Book Club. Join hundreds of fellow alumni to explore discussion-worthy books throughout the year in an easy and engaging online forum. To sign up, visit gocampaign.lehigh.edu slash engage. Okay, we're back with Julia. I think if we go way, way back, you were an orientation leader. <laughs> and I would say the students are arriving um, this fall under a whole different set of circumstances than the first year students did uh, when you were an orientation leader. What would you advise people today? My standard advice in the past has always been to just throw yourself into Lehigh full force. And I think that applies whether we're online, a hybrid type situation, whatever the decision is, that you just have to be willing to put yourself out there completely because it's so hard and everyone on campus is so nervous at the beginning because it's new and it's scary. And then it's new and scary for literally everyone now because professors are still getting used to this administrators are still figuring things out. Even upperclassmen don't know what the rest of their Lehigh experience is going to look like. So I think it's still trying to get involved, talking to as many people, whether it's through Zoom, uh, online events, or things in person. I think it's just really important to make the most of your time at Lehigh now. And I know my friends who have graduated have been giving us that advice too. So do you think in your time uh, at Lehigh and your time in leadership roles, that you've made changes to campus culture? Or have you not wanted to make change to campus culture? I think I came into my time on Senate overestimating how much 
you can make a change like that. And not that it's not possible, but that making a culture change, at least I found internally with the Senate, it requires buy-in from absolutely everyone and being really strategic from what you're doing. And I think at least with our organization, what we wanted to do as an executive board was just making it feel more inclusive and having conversations about hot topic issues and then getting those people to be comfortable to have those conversations with students on campus. And granted, due to the setting of campus in the world this year, I think students have been just thinking more about things and talking in a casual way with that. And I think that what we did internally did have some effect on that. But I guess just in this role and also from conversations I've had with you in the past and thinking about the Go campaign and where Lehigh is going, that culture change is a really long-term thing. I always talk about communication. I know I probably sound like a broken record at this point, but I think that aside from coronavirus, just in terms of how easy and essential it is to access information at all times, that students want to see that. And I think the FAQ page on the coronavirus web on about the coronavirus on the Lehigh website is a really good example of that. And just keeping open places of communication also with professor feedback in terms of, I know we send them a survey at the end of the year, but something that we've talked about a lot within Senate is giving professors feedback on a more frequent basis. I'm a track fellow as well. And we have a program where we review um, a professor in a class that we're not taking and just give them feedback on how to make their class more engaging, what we notice from the students in the class. And I think experiences like that and giving feedback on um, a campus-wide system and with more professors involved would be really beneficial too. I'm curious, you you describe yourself as uh, an extrovert. I agree with that assessment, <laughs> and uh, and and so I'm I'm really curious how what's it like being an extrovert during a time of social distancing. I found myself gravitating to want alone time and being more of an introvert. I'm an only child, and um, so I'm very comfortable with time by myself, and I'm just a very independent person overall. Um, but I've always kind of struggled with the definition of extrovert of introvert in the terms of where you get your energy from, because I'm very extroverted. I love talking to people. I love being around people. But I think being alone is where I recharge my batteries and I get energized by being with people. But I think being by myself and doing work or just relaxing in my room is really what gets me to reset. So I think I've actually been thinking a lot about what it means to be an introvert extrovert now. And I think I used to think I was way more on the extrovert scale than I am, but I definitely miss physical connection, obviously, and being in person with people. And I think I've been staying more in touch with my friends from Lehigh than I do usually over like a summer break or a winter break. So that's been nice. And it's also interesting being home and having an opportunity to I'm thinking about my friends from home more than I usually would during the year. So we've been taking advantage of that with online calls and things like that too. So have you developed uh, any new hobbies during this time or been able to pursue hobbies more than you usually do on campus? Yeah, um, when they close tennis courts down for a little bit, I play club tennis sometimes and my dad's really into tennis. So we set up a fake tennis court in our driveway for a little bit, which was pretty fun. So I was able to be outside more and I've been taking walks a lot as I know a lot of people have. 
I've also just been going through things in my house. I really like organizing things. So just going through my closet and old photos and old tech things like my laptop from 2009. So it's just been a big clean out and refresh and spring cleaning on steroids. I think we've gotten to the uh, point in our podcast where I give you a series of rapid fire questions and uh, you get to say whatever's on your mind. Are you ready, Julia? Yes, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's your favorite spot on campus? Ooh, um, the seated area outside of Ethabel on a Thursday when the farmer market's happening. Oh, why? Um, because I usually, I've been lucky the past two years and I've had a big break during from like 11 to 2 during that time. So I just sit there and I get some work done and I always end up running into so many people, so I never actually get any work done. But when it's nice out, and I always get a bunch of food from a farmer's market, and usually someone is a speaker, and I'm with a bunch of my friends. So it's really fun and nice to get a little tan. Best place to study? I like the third floor of Roush outside of some of the offices up there. They have little tables there next to the window. Yeah, now that that's out there, it probably won't be the best place anymore. <laughs> um, the last show you binged? Oh, um, Big Little Eyes. Oh, is that good? That's been recommended. Yeah, to I loved it. Really, really good. Yeah. Okay, we touched on this one earlier. East Coast or West Coast? East Coast. Uh, are you early, late, or on time for meetings? Uh, on time. What do you miss most about not being on campus? Um, I guess just my friends and the spontaneity of things, of just meeting people for coffee or taking a walk on campus and running into people. So Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook? Instagram. Julia, I want to thank you for joining us today for Go-Getters. Appreciate the time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's always great talking with you. This has been Go-Getters, a podcast from Lehigh University hosted by President John Simon. Special thanks to today's guest, Julia Pardee, class of 2021, who finished her term as president of the Lehigh Student Senate. Thanks also to sound engineer James Plotkin, co-producers Aaron Firestone and Janet Norwood, and the Lehigh University Office of Development and Alumni Relations. Go inside the episode at lehigh.edu slash gogetters to learn more about Julia and watch proceedings from the last student senate meeting. You can find the latest updates about Lehigh and COVID-19 at lehigh.edu slash news. Don't forget to subscribe to Go-Getters on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or your podcast app of choice. And take a moment to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts so that other listeners can find us.